What's going on? How are you? Thanks for showing up. Appreciate you doing that. I appreciate the feedback you've given me on the recent episodes. And while I know it's human nature that people more often than not will take time out of their day to write or say something negative, we just do. It's like, for whatever reason, that just tends to be people's way. They prefer to say something that will get you riled up. Those people are often also anonymous. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who takes a moment to write a review for the podcast because going out of your way to do something to express your gratitude or appreciation is a cool thing and I think we need to do more of that. So thank you to each and every one of you who have spent some time because it's not easy, especially on the Apple iTunes podcast app. If you go to the show page, it'll say reviews and then you keep clicking on it, try to figure out how to write a review and it just... It won't let you do it, which is just dumb, Apple. I wish you would get that straight. So if you are trying to leave a review, what you do is you go to the show page, which there's a link to in our show notes, and then you actually have to scroll all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way down to the bottom, and then you'll see write a review. Today's review is from Shelly Cart. Shelly, be sure to check our show notes. Got a little message there for you. She says, refreshingly honest. Who thought that one person could give advice on so many different issues? The reason Shaleen resonates is because she's honest, transparent, and full of love and light. Today, I struggled with what topic to discuss because I'm doing my own thing, figuring out how confusing it is right now to be a white person. (laughs) I'm trying to get this right. And I'm struggling with, do I talk through this process? You guys are telling me it's something you don't want to talk about, but I know it's something we need to talk about, and I'm still trying to figure it out. It's freaking complicated. It's really complicated. It's really uncomfortable. It's painful. It's all the things. I wanted to do a show on that, but then I struggle and think, well, is it too soon for that? Like, because I want certainties there. Like, I feel like I'm running a hundred yard dash in the woke Olympics, and I want to win. And that's just not the way to approach this. You know what I'm saying? And I also have struggled with what's going on with COVID and what's not going on with COVID and are we going back to work and what does that look like? And I'm struggling with seeing more suicides and hearing about people who are divorcing and the toll that all of this uncertainty is taking on people's emotions. I'm really seeing how much all of this is beginning to compound on our emotions and our health. And I tried to do a couple of episodes last week. I hope If you haven't already, you'll go back and listen to part one and part two. There I gave you, let's see, I think I gave you 11 actionable tips, five in the first episode, six in the second episode, things you can do to start feeling more positive right now. I want you to go back and listen to those if you're still struggling today. Those are the kind of episodes you might want to put on repeat. The toll this is beginning to take on us, just beginning to take on us, all of these things is really serious. On my Instagram stories, I will often say, like, how are you doing? No, really, how are you doing? I will ask that question. This week, I had way too many people, too many times, mention thoughts of suicide. That is so heavy. I have to tell you, as somebody who's in social media, like, you know, I have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers on some platforms, millions if you combine them all together, whatever, blah, 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 who cares, right? I mean, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that it's heavy because First of all, when I see one of those comments, I think to myself, I only have another hour right now to go through comments. How many other people have made a similar comment like that to me? And I'm not seeing it. 
And maybe they assume I have seen it and that I've ignored them. Like it's heavy. It's heavy to think that there's that kind of anxiety and depression going on and that someone's reaching out to me. I'm a stranger. That's heavy. And when I get that kind of message, obviously the first thing I try to tell someone is, I love you. I care. Thank you for reaching out to me. Please promise me you will reach out to a professional. And so many people are afraid to do this. And I'm telling you, it's not as expensive. It's not as hard. It's so much more accessible. It's one of the reasons why I wanted Talkspace to be a sponsor of the show, because you guys know how important therapy is. It is so important. It is so important now more than ever. I can't tell you how many people in my own personal life I talked to this week who I said, the best advice I can give you right now is to find a therapist. And if you don't know one, or if you don't know who you can reach out to personally and and ask, okay, do you have a therapist I could work with? You've got to look for a resource like Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy resource for you. It's super convenient. It's affordable. It's a way for you to get support in the way that maybe a friend or certainly someone like me who's You know, you have access to me in social media, but I'm not a licensed therapist. That's what Talkspace is. They provide you or match you up with a licensed therapist. And what's great about it is it's based on your needs, like your preferences. Maybe you survived childhood sexual abuse, or maybe it's a divorce that you're dealing with. It's your relationship. Like whatever it is, they will match you up with the right therapist, a licensed therapist based on those needs. And They've got thousands of them trained in over 40 different specialties. Life is hard. Talkspace wants to give more of us the support that we need at a price that everyone can afford. So as a listener of this podcast, you actually get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. They will find you your perfect therapist. All you have to do is go to Talkspace.com or you can download the app. Now, when you sign up, you want to make sure that you use the code Shaleen because that's going to give you $100 off your first month. It's also an awesome way to show your support for The Shaleen Show. Okay, so remember, the code is my name, and it's Talkspace.com. And please, I mean, what harm is there in you just seeing if it makes you feel a little better? And on the subject of suicide, help is out there. We put some resources for you below in our show notes. Your friends and family members and people you don't even know love you and they care about you, but they may not be qualified to help you. But there are people out there who are. Please reach out. So let's talk about what is creating all of this anxiety and the feelings of sadness. I hear people saying, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm defeated. I'm hopeless. I'm like, what? Ladies and gentlemen, We've got to take control of this. That's the one thing that we can control is our thought process. We can control that. So first and foremost, you need to know that. But in order to do so, I want to dig into some of the things that are creating this, and the biggest of which is uncertainty. And we're going to talk about uncertainty. But first, let's talk about one of my most overwhelmingly popular posts this week was about the divorce of a really well-known couple. And really, it's about the divorce of several very well-known couples. For those of you in the fitness community, you might recognize the names Chris and Heidi Powell. 
They announced their split after 10 years of marriage. They announced that this, I think almost all of these came out on the same day. Kelly Clarkson, obviously, of American Idol. And she's got her own television show. She announced a split to her husband. I think they've only been married maybe seven years, which isn't an only. Like, that's a long time, especially by today's standards. And then the biggest blow of all, I think, at least the people who've been reaching out to me about divorce this week, was the split of Rachel and Dave Hollis announcing their divorce after 18 years of marriage. And I think the reason why that one has people so anxious and upset, angry, really. And remember that anger is often sadness, not always, but people like literally were reaching out to me outraged over their announcement. I made a comment or I I did a post on it and you can check it out, but people were asking for refunds because they've gone to their marriage counseling. I guess they did not counseling, but like they did marriage retreats or workshops. I don't mean to speak as the authority because I don't know a lot about their business. Obviously, she's in personal development. We have friends who are friends with them, but I don't know them personally. I don't want to make any commentary about their marriage or their business or their relationships because I don't know. But that was the one that really set people over the edge. And I believe it is because 18 years feels like certainty. And I get it because that was a big part of their brand was their relationship. They did a podcast together on how to come together, to rise together. They did a lot of things about relationships and dating. And, you know, Brett and I do that too. We don't devote that much time to it. But I'm going to tell you with true transparency, one of the reasons why we don't do a lot of that or even like write a marriage book. And people are always like, why don't you guys do a a marriage this or a marriage that or do a marriage retreat? And I'm like, because we're humans and we're flawed. We can't fix other people's marriages. Because we are human, ours isn't perfect. And I never want to pretend like it is. I can tell you things that we do to make ours better, but it's still no guarantee that it's going to repair anything The interesting thing, spoiler alert, about personal development is it is very personal. And now when you bring two people together in a relationship, you're asking two people to work on personal development personally, and then also to come together and make that work. And it's just, it's kind of rare. Even though I think there are probably a lot of couples who have been married for a long time, I don't know that those are healthy marriages. And, and clearly, we don't always know. Like, people were so outraged because they were like, you were so, when they were talking about Dave and Rachel Hollis, like, it's not fair. You've lied to us. You've duped us. So I just want to address that and say, first of all, you just don't know what is going on. Nobody knows. Sometimes even the two people involved don't know the whole truth. Maybe one person knows the whole truth and the other one doesn't. Like, we don't know what happened. Maybe someday we will. Maybe there will be another book from both of them. Who knows? But we just don't know. So the people who are like, how come you couldn't make it work? How do you know if there wasn't a deal breaker? I don't even want to give you all the possible scenarios, but just think about possible scenarios that would be an absolute deal breaker. You're walking away the next day. Those things do happen. And wouldn't it be terribly inauthentic to just stay if a deal breaker were to occur? And I don't know what that is for different couples. 
But immediately, I started getting DMs from people who were searching for certainty. Shalene, please promise me, promise me that you and Brett are happy together. Promise me that it is possible to find a happy marriage. You know, I, I need to know, like, I feel so duped by their divorce. I mean, the pain, the outrage, and the anger that I was hearing and reading helped me to understand that a lot of us look to mentors or things that we believe to be reality as our guide. It's like what we need to prove or disprove something. It's like when the pastor of your church, it's revealed that he's had an affair or the church secretary has been embezzling funds and people are like, what? Because it can shake your faith. The same way that these divorce announcements have, for many of you, it undermines your faith in marriage. Let me speak personally about Brett and I. I mean, we've been married now for 25 years, and there have been times when our marriage was on the brink of disaster. And I wasn't lying to friends, but I wasn't revealing to them that which was really none of their business. And in an effort to protect what it was we were trying to figure out, protect both our children and our marriage, like even things that we didn't tell my own parents or his own parents because, like, I didn't want my parents to judge him. He didn't want his parents to judge me. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are things that we needed to work out as a couple. And I remember, like, a time in particular when we were sitting at one of the kids' sporting events, sitting right next to each other and holding onto hands, and we both had big sunglasses on, and behind mine, my eyes were all red and bloodshot because I had been crying because we had been fighting. And I remember like holding onto his hand because it felt better to be like quietly arguing. This is at a game, literally. We're sitting off to the side in folding chairs, watching our kids play a sporting event to be present and to be there for them. But in that moment, we were trying to stay together. And we had to go to this game because it was scheduled at that time. But we were in the middle of a pretty serious argument and a difficult time in our marriage. And I just remember in that moment, not being able to remember any good times, but knowing we needed to work through things. And it wasn't the right time for me to tell the world, oh, hey, we're really, really struggling. I've always been honest and said marriage is hard. I've said that when things are good. And I said that when things were not so good. Was that me lying? Was that me duping my friends or family? No, that was me doing the right thing for us. And that's all that matters. It's none of anyone's business how we needed to handle things. It's none of your business if a couple decides they want to separate or stay together. I know we feel like we can make it our business, but it's not our business because we don't know their business. And we all want a model, but a model is an imperfect guide. It could never be perfect because any role model we have is a human being and a human being is flawed. So when humans make mistakes, they don't owe it to the public to apologize, although that might feel nice. It might make us feel a little bit better. But the real trouble is when we begin to idolize individuals instead of God, when we start to look to people instead of our faith. I know it hurts when gurus or people we care about let us down. But I've been on both sides of that. I've let people down. And I've had people who I truly admired or put up on a pedestal and for whatever reason, they've done something very disappointing. And when that happens, I've been angry. 
But it took me some time to figure out the person I needed to be angry with really was myself. And not just because I might have, quote, missed the signs or misjudged someone, but I I really need to be angry with myself or do some reflection to figure out why it was I had placed so much significance and importance in someone who I didn't really know, a human. We are all capable of disappointing people because we're all flawed, but we are all equally capable of forgiveness. We are imperfect. We're going to get it wrong. And I really just think it's unfair and short-sighted to call a couple fake because they were trying to make it work. They decided to handle something privately because they were trying to work through something because ultimately they didn't know the outcome. I mean, you know this to be true. If you've been married for more than a minute, you know and there are days where you just don't think it's going to get better. Sometimes those are years. Sometimes those are months that you think it's not going to get better. And there are marriages where one partner doesn't even know that things are unraveling or falling apart until they do find out. And again, I'm not talking about just one of these couples. I might be talking about your best friend and her husband. I'm talking about anyone who has to struggle with the shame, the guilt, and the difficulty that comes with making that decision. God understands us. God forgives us. And God will allow us to heal. Sometimes people don't. (laughs) Based on the comments under my post this week, so you can just go to Instagram. It's obviously instagram.com forward slash Shaleen Johnson. And you'll see it's a post where I'm sitting on Brett's lap. And it's under that post. I had over like 1,200 comments about divorce. I think that statistic is over 50%, right, of the population is divorced. And it's an even higher divorce rate amongst those who are on a second marriage. Based on your comments, this is a topic we need to address because there is so much shame and so much guilt and so much, it's a trauma. You don't often hear someone who's went through a very amicable, easy divorce, especially if there's children involved. It's painful. It's harder than you anticipated. It's something I've not experienced firsthand, but I feel like I have because I've had very close friends of mine go through a divorce and I felt like I walked through that with them and it's hard. And of all the topics we've discussed here on the Shaleen Show, we haven't talked about that one very much. So here's what I'd like to encourage you to do before we go much further today is let me know your thoughts. Leave me a voicemail message. You can do so by clicking the link below in the show notes. That gives me the best audio possible. We can always leave your name out of it, but like the very best audio possible is when you go to, and this is, I think it doesn't matter where you are. You just go to shaleen.com forward slash ask shaleen, or you can call my Google number and you can leave me a voicemail message there too. If you do send me a text message to my Google number, it's not as useful. I mean, I enjoy reading those, but I love using your audios whenever that's possible. So please check those numbers out below. But it all relates to certainty. Like that's the one thing that just makes us feel secure is knowing something for certain. We want to know, listen, you stood before God, you took vows. Can't we be certain that people are going to stay together? I went to college. I got good grades. I did the right thing. I did the summer internship. I got the right job. I worked very hard to get all the promotions. I'm finally where I'm supposed to be. Can't I have some certainty that I'm not going to be laid off? 
Well, you're dealing with humans. There isn't any certainty. There just isn't. This week, I heard from hundreds of friends in the fitness industry, many of whom had worked for the company they had been with for more than 20 years. And they got an email that said, hey, effective immediately, this is the end of your employment. There's no severance. There are no more benefits. You no longer get a gym membership here. Yes, I know you've made all these sacrifices. Yes, I know you missed your kids' activities, that you didn't take vacations, that it took a toll on your stress, that you dedicated your life to us. But unfortunately, you have no more job. Like that, the anxiety, the depression, the anger, the rage, the disappointment that you feel when you thought something was certain is real. Change is uncertainty. And if there's one word that dominates the first six months of 2020, it is change. It is change on top of change on top of change. Change is not easy. So for us to have all of this change, the dialogues, the conversations that we're having around race and racism and inequality and going back to work, how we travel, how we interact with each other, school, like everything. Oh my gosh. You know what? We're going to be really good at change when this is over. 2020 is going to be a remarkable year. I'm hopeful. It is at times stressful. It is at times very stressful, but it's like anything. You eventually start to normalize that level of pressure, and that is what we're learning to do. We are learning to cope with change and realize there are certain things we cannot fix overnight. There are certain things where we don't have certainty, which is pretty much all things. There are certain topics, challenges, situations, circumstances where we desperately want the answers, the outcome, the resolution. We're looking and searching for those things, and they're just not going to be there. I mean, race is one of those things. We are not going to solve that overnight. We can't say, I'm not a racist, and so therefore I don't have to talk about this anymore. We can't say this is just a matter of good people or bad people, like it's way deeper than that, way bigger than that. Simply because we still have our job doesn't mean that the economy and what's happened to our friends and family members who have lost their jobs, we can't assume it's not going to affect us. Like all of this is going to affect us. All of it is. And as much as we want it to be like, you know, tied up in a nice, neat little bow and put it all away and like, hey, is COVID over? Like, is it, are we done? Like a lot of these things, every one of these things, are matters which we are learning to live with and to change and to evolve and to grow. We're growing and we're getting better at growth. We're getting better at dealing with change. We are. And I want to leave you with four quick tips. These are four things you can do to help you cope with change. You ready? Number one, identify what you can't control. Like, for example, whether it's knowing if in fact you're going to get your job. For example, you might work in an industry where there's just no way for you to control whether or not you're going to keep or lose your job or whether you're going to get your job back or whether that industry is going to come back. You can't control that. What can you control? You can control looking at alternatives. You can control looking for the silver lining in it. You can control getting excited about new beginnings. So identify what you can and can't control. One of the things that's had me super stressed out, (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. When do you hear me say I'm super stressed out? Like, I just don't get super stressed out. In fact, even when I am stressed out, I don't admit it to myself or to anyone else because I just like deny it. 
And this week, I could just tell from physical manifestations that I was really getting stressed out because I want all of these things solved. I want to solve the problem that a lot of people are out of jobs. I want to solve that for my Marketing Impact Academy students. I want to solve my team coming back to work. Like I want that to be perfect for them. I want that to still be something they really enjoy. Do we work at home? I want to solve all these things. I want to solve the fact that I feel these racial tensions. I want to solve the fact that there is still racism. I want to solve this. I want to like, and these things can't be solved immediately. We can work through them. That's what I can do. What I cannot do is solve these things overnight. What can I do? I can work through them. Number two, you got to take care of yourself. She said to herself, like literally, note to self, take care of yourself. And I did that. I took quite a few days and just unplugged from the social medias. Like, ugh. <sighs> social media can really, oh my gosh, if you are looking for it, you will find it. If you're looking for controversy, if you're looking for people fighting, if you're looking for things to get you riled up, if, whatever it is you're looking for, you'll find it. I had to limit my intake of both social media and the news. I had to get outside. I had to start roller skating again. I had to unplug and realize that these were not all my problems to solve. I had to stop worrying about every single person who I felt like it was my obligation to help them like see the same things that I was seeing and reach the same realizations and read all the same books and watch all the same videos and listen to the same audiobooks and read all this. Like I, it wasn't my job to educate everybody or to get everyone to the same place where I was or to bring people together. It just wasn't my job. I had to take care of myself. And I did so by creating boundaries and telling a few people that I love, like, thank you for understanding. I'm going to need a few days to just like decompress, taking care of myself. Number three is kind of in addition to that is allowing yourself to work through it. I had a friend who really came out quickly on the subject of racism and may have got it wrong, as we all have. I mean, I feel like a completely different person from the first interview I did with Kenya. I realize my defensiveness. I realize a lot of things I didn't understand then. I mean, so much I have to talk to you guys about. But I'm not ready to talk to you about it yet because I still need to work through some things. And I think, you know, when you form an opinion, just to quickly form an opinion, because you need to be like, right or ahead of something just doesn't make sense. Like It's just kind of like the whole thing with nutrition. I didn't start talking to you guys about nutrition and what was going on in my own life with my own integrative health until I was really working through it. Like I reached some conclusions. It wasn't appropriate for me to bring you along the journey from the very beginning because I was all over the place. I really didn't understand what I was looking at and what I was learning. It wasn't until I felt like I had the ability, credibility, and the solid understanding on certain topics. Only then did I feel comfortable discussing it with you. So there are some things that I really want to talk about, but I need to give myself, this is my number three tip for you, to give yourself time to work through things and to just say, yeah, I'm really not sure. I'm thinking about it. Like You don't have to agree with anyone's position on anything, whether it's COVID or racism or 
divorce or any of these topics. Like you can say, you know, I'm thinking through it. And number four is to remember that change is inevitable and change makes us better. It just does. It sometimes doesn't feel like that when we're in the middle of it because it's really uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Change is inevitable. Change makes us better. So stop fighting it. (laughs) Stop pretending it's not going to happen. It's happening. So embrace it. Get excited about it and know you can handle it. It's not going to kill you. In fact, it's going to make you better. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.